Hello, are you there? I'm here. Okay. All right, so we're starting the podcast now. Um, so, hey, y'all, and welcome back to Like Van Halen. You can catch me here every Thursday, except today is Tuesday, um, early this week because of Thanksgiving. Um, every Thursday, exposing my biggest struggles because we can't be rock stars all the time. So, hey, y'all, today we have um, relationship aficionado Pamela Wetmore, also known as Mimi, um, and my best grandma ever. <laughs> How are Thank you? Thank you. I'll pay you for that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. How has your week been? Um, it's been, it's, is this Tuesday? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's been long already. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it gets that way at work. Even if you think you're not going to be busy, it's busy and it's crazy with some changes. So today was a really unusual day. Well, I hope it's good. Unusual. Um, so Today, I know that like we want to talk about relationship stuff. Um, so, how long have you been married? Which time? <laughs> the, I guess <laughs> the the marriage you're in now. Okay, and it's the best because it's the longest, and that is 19 years. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a long time, <laughs> and we are both. No, we can't even believe it. <laughs> I'm like wow that sounds like it's so long it does it, that's like almost as old as me i know <laughs> so tell us a bit about your relationship like about your marriage well i would have i'm gonna just start out and say that it's not very conventional because most people marry somebody who's either just a couple of years older than them or the same age as them or a few years younger than them and um, I don't know that I've ever been conventional but when I met William um, I didn't realize it but he's 17 years younger than me so that's quite a lot yeah <laughs> quite a, that's a lot that's, that's a substantial <laughs> I know. I know. Um, just it, it just was one of those things where I didn't really think that he was interested in me. I thought he wanted to go out with me on a bet or dare. And um, I canceled going out with him six times. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here it's, you are. And here we are 19 years later. Yeah. <laughs> but... I think the thing that really sealed the deal for me was number one, and this is probably people are going to think that I'm lying when I say this, but he'd never been in jail. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a drug addict. Well, you know, those are all good attributes. <laughs> yeah. he, he wasn't an alcoholic right. and he wasn't an abuser and he was financially responsible. Well, those are all good things, I think. All five of those things, I will tell you, I have experienced. So it was a little disconcerting when I met him because I just didn't really trust anyone. So to find out that he's really a good guy was pretty, pretty overwhelming. 
So what is the biggest challenge that you face in your marriage right now? And how do you plan on overcoming it? Or how have you overcome it? Well, I think the biggest challenge that we've had is probably his health. Okay. Which is can be very stressful to a relationship. Right. When, when one partner is seriously ill for a long time. Um, I think probably he was never going to get married because he didn't think he was going to live that long. Mm -hmm. And then um, when we did get married, he really kind of began to change his attitude and his perception. Well, maybe I do want to live longer and resulted in a, a transplant and 11 years after the transplant, he's still here. So. We, our challenge is to keep him healthy and to have as much time together as we can. I like that. It's a good goal. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that um, he was such a good person and treated me like I had never been treated before that I would take whatever time I could have with him, whether it was one year or five years or 15 years or now 19 years. That sounds like so, uh, like the notebook, like like one of those love stories that you see in movies. I guess so. <laughs> I haven't seen the notebook, so I don't know. I'll just tell you that. I, I don't know, but it definitely is a love story. Um, so give me some insight on past relationships and things that you've learned from them. Just anything that you want to share and just anything. Well, <laughs> I've been married twice before. So, uh, uh, the first time to a, a gentleman that was very charismatic, um, 10 years older than me. And I met him when I was very young. Um, so I would say that while I don't regret some of that, what I do regret is not understanding how someone so young can be manipulated mm -hmm. without even knowing it. And the fact that I didn't understand the dynamics of, let's just say, an, an addictive relationship. Uh, and I, so I had that. I had that going for me. Yeah, well, those are definitely <laughs> never good things. No, it wasn't. But um, it was a long journey with him. And... Um, uh, we remained friends even after we divorced and while that was a very difficult thing to do initially we did it for our children and neither one of us regretted doing that well i think that's good now i say all that to get to this one point about my second marriage and that is i after i had divorced my first husband I really wasn't dating, but an old college friend of mine came around who had threatened to come and find me when I married, got married to this guy and sweep me off my feet during the wedding, which <laughs> I'm so glad he did it. <laughs> like, oh my God. You know? Well, I mean, just um, threatening is just kind of like, that kind of takes you back. You're kind of like, what? Like a threat? Like, well, he's like, I, I was going to come get you at the wedding because I was, you know, he's so in love with me. And 
And I appreciated the thought that somebody wanted to come rescue me or thought they needed to rescue me while I was getting married. You know, sort of like a, that's almost a fairy tale. Kind of. I mean, you know, right? In like a dysfunctional way. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, he was just crazy about me and, and I wasn't that crazy about him. Okay. I feel like that's kind of like a lot of people, like the guy that you couldn't date because of something about his socks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I, I I hated his socks. It's true. <laughs> I had forgotten about that, but yes, I did. <laughs> but what really <laughs> what I want to point out about that is enter my second husband i opened the door he's this guy my second husband i hadn't met him i'd heard about him from this friend of mine from college and uh, he's like hey this guy's gonna come over he wants to meet you because you know he's heard all about you and i'm like oh gosh this is horrible <laughs> so the doorbell rings i open the door and i felt like i was struck by lightning like kapowie like you talk about feeling like love at first sight i'll even say lust at first sight yeah i was i couldn't i couldn't believe what happened and from that moment on i wanted nothing more than to somehow make him love me okay so how old were you then? So how, like, you were, how old when you got married? 30, I was 33. Okay. I was 32. 32, 33. Okay. And it didn't help that I had just read some study. You got to watch out for all these studies that come out. That said that women over 33 with two children were like 75% chance they will never have another relationship or get married. Uh-huh. And, I, and I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm desirable, right? right? Somebody will somebody will love me. And so I did everything I could possibly do to win him over. And I did. And point A plus the that, sign. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but it came with its own setbacks and its own problems and that I still, demons I still fight today. Um, and I'm gonna say this to anybody that's listening. One, somebody wise once said, to thine own self be true. And that is, you just can't make somebody love you or you just can't be what they think they need all the time, every day, forever because it's just not going to work. You have to be able to breathe. You have to be able to sit there and be yourself and be confident that you're going to be loved and treasured for who you are, not who they want you to be. Yeah, I think that like I was talking to Brent earlier and you know, I'm like starting my new job in the lumber yard and I'm the only girl there. And uh, right now I'm kind of like the laughing stock because I got pink work boots. <laughs> and uh, 
And Brent's like, why do you have to be so girly? And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna not be myself. Like, I just, I don't know. I liked them. I want, I wanted them because I liked them. Like, right. I don't really I... have another reason other than I just liked them. <laughs> I'm glad because you know, hey, that's okay. So I was like, I'm not gonna. That's okay. And be someone that I'm not. Nope. It just is not good. It doesn't work. And as much as you might think you can do it or you can change or you can whatever it just isn't gonna work and uh, I could just never measure up right to the second husband to the second husband so that was very very destructive relationship and um, if I have any regrets in my life I would say that is my biggest regret so you went into that relationship kind of like pretending to be something that you weren't and then that kind of bit you in the ass later on well yeah um i i went into the relationship really i think it well it could have been a rebound but i don't know um i i absolutely wanted somebody that my ex-husband I could say, hey, look, this guy, he's cool. He's younger than you, and he wants me. Right. Right? And he thinks I'm sexy, and he thinks I'm desirable, and, you know, he's all over me, and blah, you know, do right. this and do that. Very romantic. And <clears throat> um, I did things to specifically manipulate him okay. so that I could win him over. Right. Which is evil. It's evil. I'm telling you, I was evil. But I didn't realize that's really what I was doing when I was doing it. How about that? I right. wasn't even smart enough at that point. Um, so I spent five years after our divorce, at least five years, and I decided that I was never going to date. I was never going to... I just wasn't going to... I didn't want to because... The, for many different reasons, I didn't want to. I don't trust and trust men. I don't trust myself to choose a, a person to love. Obviously, I tried twice and failed miserably. Right. <laughs> and I just didn't want to go through that again. Who does, well, I mean, like, right? Third time's a charm is what they say. So. Well, that's what they say, but I wasn't ready to go for that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, but what I did do was spend some time in therapy, a little bit of therapy. And that helped me a great deal in discovering who I really was. And I discovered another thing that I was happy just to be me by myself. Right. And I think that was really crucial for when I met William. Was I get I was happy being me. I wasn't needy. I didn't need somebody. You right. know? Um so I learned a lot in between the first and the, the second one and I think what I probably learned was red flags because it wasn't like I didn't have people ask have guys asking me out I did right well I mean you were really pretty but, the pictures I've seen of like when you were that age and stuff like that I mean you're still beautiful today but you were like smoking <laughs> hot back then oh well thank <laughs> you wow I'll pay you again some more <laughs> um I did have guys ask me out and I just refused because I just didn't, I was like, here, you know, here's the thing that, you know, we talked about before. And that is if, 
if a guy is asking you out and he's cheating on either his his married partner or girlfriend or significant other or whatever to be with you or wanting to hook up with you that's 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 a red flag and I don't care how rich or handsome they are you do not ever want to be a partner to somebody who's a cheater yeah I, it just can't it because you're always going to remember you're, deep down in the recesses of your heart you're always going to remember that they cheated on somebody before to be with you and who are they cheating with now right. Um, so kind of like once a cheater, always a cheater type of thing. Oh yeah, once I, it's really I I just think it's one of those things that people some people just don't have it in them to say no. Right. They don't have the discipline. Um, they get a high off of getting somebody to go with them or be with them. And, you know, they they kind of like a serial predator in a way. You know. Yeah. Just bring it on. Um. I think another red flag that I learned was if all their exes are crazy, um, that's a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because not all the exes can be crazy. Right. Um, they, when they, when someone talks like that, they're actually refusing to take accountability for the relationships. To themselves so that you just can't can't go with that yes there can be craziness yes there can be crazy exes but they're not crazy all the time right, right. it's just you got to be accountable for what you did or did not do in a relationship yeah um i think another red flag was the guilt tripping you are responsible for how they feel 24/7. No, that's not that's a big red flag. You are not responsible for how they feel 24/7 and you are not responsible for uh, any of their emotional issues. Granted, it's a it's a partnership, true. But if you if they're telling you that you're constantly making them angry, or you know you've made me mad now and it's you 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 that that's a big red flag yeah yeah or like you made me do this type of thing like you like yes type of... you made yes you made me break this mirror like, because I'm right I'm so mad at or you like you <laughs> and I'm gonna just tell it like it is you made me punch you in the face yeah. because you pissed me like, off so bad. I wouldn't have said that if you wouldn't have X, Y, Z type of thing. Right. Like, right. kind of like, yes, I wouldn't. Like... Exactly. Um, and then it's a red flag if they never apologize. Yeah. You know, never say I'm sorry for, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to push you out of the car while we were driving down the street. Or like, I'm sorry, but I think you should apologize too. Yeah. And it's like, well, you apologize. No, no. <laughs> if you did something egregious, then you apologize right. for it. Even if it's little, right? right? Okay. Um, I think another red flag would be, I'm looking at my notes, by the way. Um, and this is, a, this is, I think, important. They push 
they push your like your physical boundaries. It's like somebody who won't stop tickling you. Yes, oh, that's so you're, you're, you're saying, no, stop, no. And they're absolutely not listening to yes. you. They are totally disregarding how I, that it's important for you that they stop. Yeah. Because that's what you're saying. So if they constantly are like pushing on you or poking you and you're like, stop, and they just will not stop, that's a big red flag. Yeah. Because that can cause division in the relationship. Well, also, I think it and it's not a good like one. they don't know how to respect your boundaries, and that's an issue too. Well, no, of course not. And then maybe one of the other red flags is the sex drive. If your sex drive does not match this person that you're kind of interested in, or theirs doesn't match yours, if however who's higher or lower or whatever, mm-hmm. that that will be an issue eventually. Right. So I think it, that why we may not, as you are my granddaughter, we may not always talk about sex. I think it's really important. That that be something that you both have on the same scale. Well, I think that like it's also important to like bring that up too because like I feel like someone that has like a really really high sex drive would be more lusting after you than someone that is like looking for anything more than a physical relationship. It could be, it could be, um, and it just depends. I mean, personalities. It just that can vary. Right. So, um, but I, I think it's really important because you don't want to get in a long-term relationship with somebody. And if you don't have a very high sex drive, yet they're already bugging, they're bugging you or nagging you or vice versa, then that starts to put a big wedge in the relationship. Yeah. One of the last things I wanted to address is financial values. That's a big one if we struggle with. <laughs> it's, it's a huge one because we're all raised in different homes with different values. But at the same time, we kind of have this expectation that everybody has the same values that you have. But they don't. I don't know. I, kinda feel like <laughs> yeah. I didn't think that anyone had the same values or expectations that I had because I didn't feel like anyone had the same type of life that I had growing up. Well, you may be right about that. And I understand why you would say that. I think coming from where I, how I grew up, you know, the financial values, I thought that was kind of a given, right? right? But I, I learned <laughs> my second marriage that that's not necessarily true. And if there's anything besides sex and cheating <laughs> that will destroy a relationship it's financial issues yeah I remember telling one of my daughters one time when she was talking to me about loving somebody she was fairly young and I said it's not enough to love somebody because at the end of the day if you get in a relationship with somebody it's about who's paying the bills and who's doing the laundry and who's going to mow the yard who's going to go to the grocery store and if the and if you have a baby 
you know, and you're sick. Who's, Who's can, can you help with right. the baby? Or if, I mean, just there has to be more than love and lust. I read an article earlier today that said that women are like 80% or something like that more likely to reciprocate um, like sexual um, sexual needs to their partner if the household duties, like domestic duties are split evenly between the two partners. Well, it's true and you know why? Because there's less stress, less tension because you're not have to, having to worry about crap. How about you're not exhausted? Well, not too, yeah. Yeah. You're not exhausted and you've got most of us, you know, go to a job and we're full-time employees and we're full-time mothers and we're full-time wives and that's just three of the hats that we wear. And so by the time it comes to going to bed at night, you're like, just let me go to sleep, please. Yeah, stop touching me. I'm like, <laughs> that's how I feel at the end of the night. I'm like, stop yeah. me touching me. Stop. Don't. Yeah. Don't I, and it's, it's not that you don't, it's like, it's not that you don't love them, but you're so consumed with having to manage the day-to-day yeah. issues that that can wear down your relationship. Well, I think that like something big time that Brent and I do is like he'll take a shower with the kids and like get them ready for bed and stuff at the end of the night. Um, and it used to be like a big deal for us because I had the daycare and I was just like overtouched, overstimulated and just like I just needed to not hear anything and not be climbed on like a jungle gym for at least 30 minutes. And like that shower time that he did with them usually was like enough time for me to like decompress right. some. Right. And that's that's a good compromise. But you have to be able to discuss those things. And you can't hide them. Right. Uh, you know, or just pretend they don't exist. Because that's just not going to help right. you. Um, two last things I guess I would say. Is you fall in love with the people you hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds that sounds like a duh, right? But if yep. you're hanging out at the bars or uh, let's just say you're hanging out at the strip club, if you get in a relationship, mm-hmm. the person that you met at the strip club or the bars, they're going to want to go back to the bars. And you're yep. like, um, I've got the baby and I've worked all day and now I got laundry going and you're not even home. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful who you hang out with and where you hang out. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about relationships is as a woman, you need to have your own bank account. And have yeah. your own, I won't say bug out bag, but your own, what, what my husband William calls a hidey hole bank account. I hide, <laughs> I hide my money in there. And that's because, hey, you know what? If I want to go get my nails done or something, but I've got that money to go do that. And so I don't feel, I don't feel guilty for taking money out of the main account. But what it is, is yeah. I pay myself. A little money every week so that and let that right. build up so that what if somebody needs 
a few extra dollars or, you know, I need to, I, I, who knows? Just, it's just great to have it. Or you, you know what? You may be depressed and you need to go buy a pair of shoes or something. You've got the money to go do it. And it's not going to put a financial strain yeah. on you to do that. Or in my case, if you need to leave, you have money to leave and be independent and not feel trapped. Yeah, I feel like that's like one of the main reasons that I see because like I, I'm like on TikTok and all of that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and a lot of people don't leave their relationships because they don't, they're not financially independent. Right. And that's a big problem for a lot of women. And I don't think it's something that uh, young women think about when they get into the relationship. No, definitely not. Like I got married at... 18, 19, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't, like, when I first got with Brent, like, that wasn't anything that we really ever thought mm -hmm. of until we started living mm -hmm. together. And so that was, like, a, a big um, thing for us to learn and something that I feel like only this year we have just started mastering. Right. So that was, that's been... Well, it is a journey <laughs> and it is <sighs> we're all on our journey and I, I hate to say, you yeah. know, do this, don't do that. That's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying right. not that anybody the, ever takes any advice, but if there's anything I could tell you to take advice, it'd be have your own money. Have your own money yeah. and be careful so, who you fall in love with. What are a couple of things that you think are most important in a successful relationship? I think communication. Um, I think you've got to be able to talk about anything. And even if some subjects may be hard to approach. It's yeah. It's really good. It's a really good thing. I think the other thing is, if you're going to be with somebody, I really believe that nowadays, the relationship needs to be easy. And when I mean easy, it's like you're not constantly in turmoil or drama, right? Right. Or like bickering right. all the time. Like, Britt and I play constantly. And Sometimes I'm like really annoyed with it and other times I'm like, well, what if my relationship was just arguing right. all the time? And, I, you know, it's, it's really hard and nobody flourishes, nobody thrives, children don't thrive, the pets don't thrive. You know, it's, that's probably one of the most destructive things ever. And that's... I think that it's important to like have someone to have fun with too, like so, to be able to have well, fun with your partner. I'm gonna was that was my next thing was I have fun with William. He and I have fun every yeah. day, somehow. Whether he makes me laugh, or we're trying to, to see if we can find a guitar to, to play Guitar Hero, or you know just just some, or we go on a walk or we're outside. We find a way, somehow, we have a little fun every day. And that really lightens the load, I gotta tell you, the stress from everything that we're having to deal with in the world. That uh, That's like true for Brent and I too. Like, 
Um, Brent is like a big macho man for the listeners that don't know Brent. He's big macho man. Like no one thinks that he's tenderhearted at all, but he watches The Bachelorette with me every year for however many episodes it is. And then he watches the next one where The Bachelor comes on and we watch The Bachelor and we always place bets at the very (laughs) beginning of the season to see who's going to be able to like make it to the end and who's going to get married with who. And we always like pay each other like 10 bucks or something (laughs) stupid or I don't know. Sometimes you don't even pay each other, but like it's just the feeling of knowing how I beat you. Like competition that we have every week when we watch it. Uh, William and I have been known to go play. uh, Well, we got married at Dave and Buster's. So obviously we like to have fun. Um, (laughs) We we love to play air hockey because I will beat him so good. (laughs) <laughs> or let's see putt putt golf I will beat him at putt putt golf um, you name it and uh, okay so we're competitive I guess that's part of the fun is that we are competitive with each other but it is done in great fun yes. although one time we did bet yeah. I had to pay him a dollar <laughs> a whole a dollar, dollar. <laughs> um I don't know how he's put up with me all these years. Uh, I really don't, but I'm not going to ask because it's been a wonderful thing. Well, I'm grateful that he's in your life because I know that my life wouldn't be the same without him. Well, he's grateful for you as well. Um, you you had him wrapped around you, his, your little finger, his little finger. With the moment he opened the door and you said, oh, cool car. (laughs) And he was like, whoa, she knows about cars. So immediately he liked you. (laughs) I think I've always liked cars. I think cars have been a a big thing, a big influence in my life. Well, yes, and uh, rightly so. Rightly so from uh, uh, your pappy, yes. Yes. So if you could turn back in time and talk with your 20-year-old self, what would you tell her? I would tell her, stay in college. Just go ahead and get it done. It's only going to be three more years. The time is going to go by anyway. And you'll be so glad that you accomplished it. Whether or not you use it in the workplace or not, you'll be so proud that you actually accomplished that. I would tell myself that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I, I think it gives you, well, for me, I think it would have done a lot for my confidence at the time. And I would have, I would have learned so much that maybe I would have made some of the yeah. mistakes I made later on. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for us, unless you have anything else to add. Um. No, I think that that's probably enough. I don't want to bore people, you know. Um, <laughs> you say third time's a charm. Yes, it was. I'm a slow learner, obviously. But well, I don't know. Slow learner is right. I think that you just learned. <laughs> Boy, didn't I? I don't know anyone like that. Tell the story. Yep. Yeah. 
well hey you're cutting out pretty bad and i can't okay thank you i love you bye i love you thank you for coming on life in halen all right all right y'all